Views expressed by Casters Guild members are only the opinions of that member, and that could change from day to day. Guild members may use mature language, but that in no way means they are mature. Listener discretion is advised. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, George Lucas had an idea that changed the lives of hundreds of millions of people. Now we wonder how cool it would be to have the Force or smuggle goods through the Kessel Run. You say there's Bounty Hunter on my tail? I've got a bad feeling about this. That's the spell we're casting tonight on Casters Guild. Thanks for tuning in to the Casters Guild. I'm the Guild Master of Production, Rick Perry. And I'm Guild Master of Color Commentating, maybe? Baron Kane. <laughs> and tonight we have on a new Guild member. Feel free to introduce yourself. What's up? I would be an inductee Guild member. My name is Brandon Baldwin. I'm uh, Minnesota-born, living here in the state of Tennessee. Not currently playing any hockey, but that's what I love to do. And that's unfortunate that, you know, this situation is preventing everybody from living their usual lives. But here we are. And uh, one thing you can always count on, even when we're staying socially distant, uh, it's just such a strange term, you know, chit-chatting about Star Wars. How can you go wrong there? Especially now. Right? (laughs) Now's the time to catch up on the Star Wars. There's so much content out there than just the movies if you're looking for something to do while social distancing binge watching uh mandalorian or clone wars or star wars rebels is a good way to do it this is the way this is the way, is the way. also rick there's another line i think you should drop right now what's the other good one-liner the Ugnot spoke it oh geez uh, i honestly don't know what you're talking about right now i have spoken <laughs> <laughs> oh right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Such a, like, all right, he fired and he missed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Star Wars, where we're talking about Star Wars tonight. I think a good place to start would be what was your first exposure to Star Wars? That is a really good opening question there. Good job, Absolutely. Rick. Yeah, timeline all right, and let's just ignore. It. Let's just ignore it completely and move on. <laughs> i started this one off with a firecracker and then swept underneath the rug (laughs) well uh let's uh let's let brandon go first on this he's our uh guild member and uh you'll see what he's got to say on that absolutely so i remember like my first introduction to the wars if you will was uh i think it was when i was like five years old, six years old. I remember my mom had these old VHS collections. There was a three VHS box set of episode four, New Hope, episode five, excuse me, Strikes Back, and then episode six, Jedi Returns. And I just, I watched them until they basically didn't play anymore. (laughs) I loved them so much. And I remember, because we had to go to like Blockbuster, I think they were trying to see if they'd repair the VHS, but we just ended up buying a copy for the one that was messed up the most. So, but yeah, I mean, ever since then I grew up, I loved the, you know, I, I collected all the figures, the toys growing up, had a lot of the like Millennium Falcon and the AT-AT walkers. Uh, it, was, it was the best, man. It was probably one of my favorite things, like one of my favorite memories from childhood growing up. A lot of it has to do with, with Star Wars. 
So it's, it's always been near and dear to my heart. And I actually have an old Star Wars, like the old Republic era, Sith Empire tattoo right there. I got some plans for some other work as well, but that's, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's always been just a, a big interest of mine, big love in my life. Very cool. Maybe we can, uh, figure out what you can kill so that we can put it down as your clan emblem. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've got to earn my coat. Right. <laughs> so I think my first exposure, it, honestly, it was probably, uh, it was probably a video game before it was anything, but I didn't recognize what it was because, you know, I hadn't seen Star Wars at the time. But my first real exposure was my parents were bowling and, you know, back then everybody had leagues and, you know, everybody went out on those nights and they did their leagues and uh, they would take their kids and put them in the bowling alley little daycare. And, it's funny. Uh, I grew up in a very similar, like my right? mom did the same thing. Yeah. Right? I yeah, swear this, to God, like for like seven, eight years, so much kids growing up is just like that. Yeah, this was this is early '80s too, so it, it was a lot of wood paneling, a lot of smoking in buildings. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we so, grew up very similarly. <laughs> Midwest, though, man, that's it. Yeah, uh, that's right. So they put me in there, and all the kids were already there, and I think it had already started, but it was. The Empire Strikes Back. The the Hoth invasion had just started, and I'm in there with my my crackers and my Kool Aid, and we're just watching that. It was really odd to me, especially considering I didn't see New Hope first. I saw this, so yeah, it was a lot really good. I'm glad I went back and watched it again. Again, really young, but it was. I think it was a good intro, especially considering everybody apparently loves that one the most. So. Yeah, that was my exposure. That's awesome. So uh, with you guys, I kind of feel a little bit like an imposter. Um, <laughs> an <laughs> so, so I'm not proud of this story that I'm about to tell, but but this is basically the rundown. Um, Show code, man. Show code. <laughs> back when uh, I, I don't remember how young I was. I was probably elementary school, so like, you know, third or fourth grade. Um, I would bounce back and forth between my mom and my dad a lot because they were divorced. And there was a summer I was spending with my dad, and that was the summer where I met my new stepbrother. And he was one year younger than me, but Star Wars was his favorite thing in the whole world. And at that point, I was like, what's a, what's a Star Wars? <laughs> and so they were like, okay, well, let's watch Star Wars. And they pulled out the VHS tapes. We watched them in order. Those are the ones that were out at the time, so four, five, six. And I just don't think I was old enough to appreciate them at the time. I was just kind of like, oh, that was neat. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really know what was going on, I don't think. But then later on, and like, here's the part I'm really ashamed of, episode one came out. And my stepdad at the time, I was back with my mom, was a big Star Wars fan. So he took all of us to see Star Wars. And I saw episode one. And I was older, and I was like, that was the coolest movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, right, I know, episode one. So ashamed, like I said. But then I went back, oh, and I oh watched. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I totally want to hook up with Jar Jar. <laughs> Dude, I mean, like, I, as much what shit as the prequels get, I love those movies still. Like, I, I mean. What, what, what year did that come out? What year did episode one come out? Uh, that was. It's like in the early 2000s like if only I mean, we had 
If only we had an information superhighway in our. <laughs> Hold on, I'll, I'll Google it right now. What year did Episode One Star Wars come out? I already got it, but I'll let you guys get it. United States of America, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace was released on May nineteenth, nineteen ninety-nine. Oh shit! Okay, so I was like a year off. <laughs> ninety-nine. I was twelve. So, like, I think I was the target audience for Episode One. Honestly, being being twelve. 13. I imagine, yeah, you would have been. Um, so, I mean, yeah, and, it, you know, Hasbro and all that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it so it, it hit me just the way it was supposed to hit me, and then I went back and I watched the originals, and I was like, no, these are the coolest movies. Ever. <laughs> so, right, like, right. So yeah, I just really enjoyed Star Wars from that point on. But like you know, I made sure to see everyone in theater since then. And uh, so while my first experience with Star Wars wasn't when I got hooked, when I watched the prequels, that's when I got hooked and then went back and then appreciated the original trench, if you will. The original trench, I love it. I'm, I'm, I will veto any guilt decree with that comes down right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> Something along the lines of it, it must be it must be referred to as only such going forward. I, I, will, now, I, will. I feel like I've got Star Wars cred now. Like I, you know, like my my big cosplay they do all the time is I got a pretty good Jedi cosplay. I'm probably going to be joining the Rebel Legion soon. I've got my own lightsaber. I've seen all the movies. You know, binge watched the Mandalorian. Started watching Clone Wars. Like I feel like I'm I'm a little bit more. Well, you know, well, let me let me tell you this though, and and I'm you know I'm not bashing what you just said, but especially for our viewers at home, when you watched Episode One and said you loved it, that was all the cred you needed. You were in. I I I I am not a huge fan of the of the original trilogy, but I can I can definitely admit that those were not made for me. Now I will admit that those were made for George Lucas, but yeah, they were definitely not made for me. <laughs> but the people that enjoy those, that's great. I'm glad. I am so glad that we have nine movies that can encompass so many different fields of interest and enjoyment and love that we should all be able to come together in that. So I'm glad that those doors are open. It sucks that yes. there are people standing in the way of those doors or trying to kick people out of those doors. But yeah. So like, cause I like, I don't like, what was the one called? I didn't like the last Jedi at all, at all, at all. But the people that do like that movie, I fucking love. I love that they love that movie because that means we have something in common still, even not liking the same movie. So yeah, yeah that's a great way to put it. And like, you know, that's, I think that's, that's good. That's something we're trying to do here at the Casters Guild to stop that gatekeeping that seems mm -hmm. to be in just about everything. I think we brought it up every episode at this point. Yep. Um, so yeah, let's, let's go ahead and tear down those walls. Yeah. It's something, it's something that's really now. important to me too. Yeah. But yeah. Especially now that everything is going on, like, yeah, we, we need to, especially, when you find something in common that you can share in a positive way with others, it's definitely a, uh, you know, a, a joy to be able to do that. And uh, I mean, there's enough negativity going around without having to add into like, oh, well, fuck you, because your opinion on Star Wars is incorrect. <laughs> you know, like we all just like Star Wars and that's right. That should, like to your point, it should be enough. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But what do I know? Oh, and you know, it was funny. Um, <laughs> before I forget, <laughs> mentioning George Lucas, God, love the man. 
He's uh, an interesting fellow, but I want to posit something now that fight me on this at your own peril. Ewoks <laughs> were directly sculpted or modeled from George Lucas himself. Put up side by side a wicket and that motherfucker and tell me <laughs> that those dudes are not like, look at this shit. Hold on one sec. I might hate well, you forever now. I'm going to go. I'll Google it later. Right. You yeah. cannot unsee. No, you can't. You can't. And I'm sorry to have to do that, but I know this. Now you know this. And I might just now... have to find a picture and put it in the link description <laughs> of this episode just so people can easily click Actually, and go, I think there's one on my phone that I edited because I was like arguing this shit with somebody and I was like, no, look at Wicked. <laughs> that was the only thing. Like, okay, this might sound somewhat hypocritical based off of, you know, segueing off the previous topic. However, I was not belligerent or unkind, but I did get upset <laughs> and someone arguing that point with me. But that's because it's just based on fact and science. You can't argue science. No, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Pluto being a planet. Pluto is a planet. Oh my god, thank you. I love yes, Pluto is a planet. You can't tell me different. That's part of, that's that's science part of being a geek though. That's part of being a geek though, is being passionate about these things and, and you, you know, know what having those discussions. You can do that without getting belligerent. And you know what's oh, funny absolutely. too is I, I'm noticing that all the geeks are you know, I'm kind of okay, you know what? This is a war in the stars, so we'll keep it there. But uh I notice all the geeks support plan, uh, Pluto being a planet and all the nerds don't. I blame, yeah. I, I blame Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do love him, but I can't like, I, that's the one I was like, really Neil? Like this is good. This is what is going to end it. This is what, this is our deal breaker. Neil. <laughs> this is it. I was like, why, why? I love, I loved you. The stuff you say sometimes it's just like, so like, Star Wars episode. welcome to our episode on Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> Pluto is a planet. <laughs> our, our next, our next one is going to be on Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> We're going to actually have Neil deGrasse Tyson on, so you know. Oh, watch please don't! I will fight. Episode. I will fight him. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be the only guest to ever get denied membership to the to the right. guild. It's not even saying? going to be an argument. We're we're going to get into fisticuffs. <laughs> Queen, Queensberry rules. Just like invest in some halberds, because you know you got to stay six feet apart. Oh, that's right. Mm. Or spear, good spear. I, no, I have the katana from Bleach. That'll work. There you go. Yep. Social distance fighting. That's right. Yeah, I don't even know what it was called. It was a gift. Well, hey, weaponry is weaponry, my friend. That's right. That's right. So, anyways, I wish I had a weapon of, uh, you know, of a more civilized age. Oh, well, let's all go to Disneyland. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Let me, let, okay, I, now you that up, I have to say something. I'm so ready to go to Galaxy's Edge. I've been watching this YouTube series called Ordinary Adventures. And basically, they're guys who have season passes to Disney. And they go to Galaxy's Edge almost every day. And they make videos about the different stuff you can do in Galaxy's Edge. And he was there with his wife. And she was going through the lightsaber ceremony. like Because it's like a whole thing, that you know, making your lightsaber. And like the first time I watched it, I literally cried. The the emotion they put into that, and like you know, uh, I won't spoil. I've already spoiled it for myself, but I won't it, spoil it, it for anybody else who hasn't gone. It was really touching, by the way. He he just started crying, laid his head in my lap. I pet his hair. <laughs> but like the way they have like you know, 
I, I want to say it, but I'm not going to say it. I won't spoil it. I, won't, I spoiled it for myself. But the things that happen and the things that are said, just it really touched me and hit me. And I, I literally cried. And oh, I want to go so bad. I want to go so bad. I feel you, dude. I want that real bad for myself. And we actually, we were going to be looking into a trip to go, uh, Katie and I, my wife. I think that was going to be like next year's plan, potentially or a few years from now we had a cruise that we were going to do this year which was booked <laughs> but uh, we'll see how that goes <laughs> i don't want to get stuck out on the sea and all that shit i, I can't work from the sea you no, can't work I, from home you ain't got no work from ocean <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go ahead and say this now if, if we start you know getting kind of popular with this uh podcast we start getting sponsors and everything how about the first sponsor trip be to uh disneyland and we'll take brandon with us since he was on this episode Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I'd be sure about it. So uh, let's uh, move on to another topic. A lot of cool stuff has been coming out of Star Wars as of recent, since it has gone into the hands of Disney. We can talk about if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but I mean, like, regardless of what you think about Disney taking over Star Wars, you know, now that we have Disney Plus, that means we can watch all the movies whenever we want. We can watch the Clone Wars series and the Star Wars Rebel series whenever we want. And we got a cool new series called The Mandalorian, which, in my opinion, is kick-ass. Oh, yeah. This is the way. This is this is the way. Yeah, I was about to say something else, but I, I, was, I had to say that for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> because I, because the, when you hear a, a brother repeat the words, you also chime in with yours. That has to be it, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I am going to say that this is hands down the best thing to happen to Star Wars in years oh maybe I can, decades i mean yeah i don't necessarily disagree and i mean primarily i i think you know if it if if lucas studios and and you know things like you know weren't going well and you know i think they i think lucas studios well they had lucas arts they disbanded or, or sold to disney before for the video games and stuff because they were kind of getting out of that there's some type of business merger that had to do with that. But anyway, you know, when they officially took them over, obviously a company like Disney, uh, you know, has the resources to, you know, breathe new life into a franchise like that. And, and in any case, it kept it alive. You know, if LucasArts had just kind of gone under and, and Disney didn't want to reach out and make something of it or buy it, you know, for what Lucas was looking for, what, I mean, what other company than Disney is going to be able to foot that bill and, 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 you know, have the, you know, resources to continue to build on it. So, I, you know, I, even from a standpoint of you want to, you know, look at, you know, creative directions that may have differed because Disney was involved or, you know, whatever argument you could make for that. I still think it was a positive thing because, you know, like you mentioned, the availability of all of these great Star Wars stories and, and you know, different collections of things that a lot of people may not have known about or had access to. And let me tell you how ballsy Disney was to say, all right, all this stuff that was canon before, it's not canon. That was the one thing that I was extremely upset about because one of the parts of Star Wars I've connected with the most is not even the movies. I've read a lot of the comics and the novels that they've Mm. put out, things like that through like a science fiction novel basis and as well as, you know, graphic novels, comics, uh, read a lot of that and played a lot of the video games like the Knights of Old Republic, Knights of Republic 2, oh, the Old Knights Republic Republic. MMO. Good. Dude, I know. I know. Bioware is just... And then uh, Obsidian was really good too with the second one, but... For that game. 
<laughs> Dude, I know me too. Cut that, cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> that's the that's the reason I got that tattoo was you know because the old republic is my my favored era era right era right of Star Wars era era so. it's my favorite <laughs> era by far <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know. I loved it. I love everything about it. So when they cut, basically said like, okay, outside of the movie trilogies and, you know, what we pick and choose is now just cut on the dropping room floor, essentially. It kind of sucks. You know, it does leave open more options for them to continue it and maybe Mm -hmm. just take it different ways. They retell the story and maybe have a different outcome or something. I don't know. They can do a lot of things with it, but I don't know. I just hope that they don't if they do reproduce it, like there's talks of, you know, potentially somatic or, you know, a series based off of like Revan and the, and the Mandalorian Wars and stuff like that. A lot of the story that Knights of Republic one tells, and I would love to see that, but, you know, again, if they're going to take such a free creative license with it, you know, I'm sure it'll be like the prequels and that I'll enjoy them for what they are. Or even the third one, again, as much shit as the prequels get third one's one of my favorite star Wars movies. It was I mean, good. Yeah. It yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to fully segue on to what I think about Star Wars Episode Three, but I could go on I mean, a whole we'll have time. segment about that. We'll, yeah, we'll have time. We'll just we'll, we'll cut, we can come back to it. Oh yeah, but I mean, you know, so I was, I think that was a, a the only kind of pain point in that, you know, kind of uh, merger, if you will. Mm-hmm. But we have gotten some really good video games since then. I mean, um, Fallen Order was oh my god, yeah, amazing game. I love that game. I couldn't put it down for a while. Well, if you notice, Disney outsources. I mean, it's happening with, you know, we were talking about that other uh, mobile game that I've been playing, and it's another property that's owned by Disney, Marvel. And, you know, they, Disney Studios has consistently continued to, like, parcel off all these different, you know, interactive entertainment, if you will, in the form of games, whether that be mobile, platform, PC, whatever. They've parceled it out and, and outsourced it on almost every level outside of just, you know, management creation and publishing. Yeah. They know what they're doing, you know, whether or not they're making it themselves or putting it in the hands of the right people, as long as we get good stuff out of it, it doesn't matter if what you're finding the right people to make the good stuff. I mean, it props to you. Yeah. It's just, it's just strange that they like, they just don't themselves have any interest in housing a game development of any sort. Like that's all, that's just something they're interested in licensing out essentially, you know, but maybe it's because they don't want to have the time or talent uh, acquisition, you know, requirements to get into, I guess, all of that. Yeah. I guess the whole infinity thing, I don't know if maybe, I think a, at least a portion of that was somewhat in-house and I think that might've, maybe that killed oh, it for yeah. them. I don't know. Portraits <laughs> infinity. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Really cool figures. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, to hell, I, the game was over, and I started. Actually, that's where I got most of my Star Wars in Disney Infinity was, <laughs> was after they closed the game, and they were like five dollar figures everywhere. I'm like, yeah. oh, this <laughs> I'm gonna get out. Yep, getting Han Solo, getting Chewbacca, <laughs> getting Boba Fett, which my ass is probably going to repaint that Boba Fett into a Mandalorian. Ooh. Hell yeah, that would look sick. Oh yeah, I can do that too. Oh damn, I'm doing mm. it anyway. Anyways, send us <laughs> <laughs> your pictures of repainted Star Wars figures. I need to see them. Castingfield@gmail.com. Send us your pictures. I used to do it all the time. I, I don't know if you're familiar with God. I don't even Marvel. It's a. It's like a Hero Clicks. That's what it's called. Hero Clicks. There you go. Uh, yeah, with yeah, that yeah. game, 
first came out, nobody nobody fucking cared about Deadpool. Nobody. So mm. I took a I took a shield agent, used some putty, turned him into Deadpool, slapped him onto a uh, Wolverine mini uh, Wolverine base, and I had a workable Deadpool figure. It was great. Nice. <laughs> Very still, ingenuitive. Yeah, still got that bitch too somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Things are always somewhere. Somewhere. Anywho, Star Wars. <laughs> I think there are Star, Star Wars here too, so we're kind of there. Star Wars, get your Star Wars here. Which, which we were talking about games, and we were talking about Star Wars. One thing I really wish that uh, they would have focused more on is tabletop games. Hold there on. were some really good Star Wars tabletop games. Like I loved the D twenty one, that was great. And the what was the other one? It was the D six system uh fantasy flight nope the one okay no no they use their own dice they use that weird yeah. Dice mm-hmm. created. yeah i didn't really like that one i can't uh, remember what you're talking about but the the tabletop with the die 20 i mean that was yeah dude, that was my first introduction to tabletop gaming yeah no the the d20 star wars game was great it was just great my uh, first ever experience with it is is quite hilarious as well it was a predicament it's how i learned that you know the dice are not always fair and just because you can play somebody who wields a lightsaber doesn't mean you're just going up inside wrecking everything <laughs> yeah yeah it's a west end games is the uh is the d6 version that i was i was talking about which was the one i started out on and it was great and i played a i think i played a trandoshan uh jedi because i mean why why play star wars if you're you know not gonna play <laughs> jedi which which Thankfully, the Mandalorian coming back to that has swept in, and now I want to play a game that has no Jedi in it. Oh but yeah, Jedi. Just let me play, you know, a bounty hunter or a smuggler or you know, even a. Well, I've always had a thing for stormtroopers. I would have loved to have played a stormtrooper game at some point. Oh, oh yeah. then, you've got cool. And then John, yeah. Now that the Empire's gone, you've got. That potential if you were like setting it in that time period you mm-hmm. have potential of all these ex-stormtroopers just like they brought in that well, character in the man oh my god well no and then and then uh john boyega coming in with finn was like the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing ever. it was like he's like you know an ex-stormtrooper that is now part of this you know rebel alliance that was like that was the that was i was living that in my the role-playing games i was running it was great it was great so, so to see them do that with a main character, I think is great. Taking something that's supposed to be faceless and endless, you know, just the nameless horde of people, you plop one out and becomes a hero. It's great. I love the it. The ones that were, they were literally clones. Like it made yeah. to be faceless and nameless for the longest time. Yep. Yeah. So what were the big difference between those? Because I've never played either. So like, what were the big differences between that D20 and that D6 system? Uh, <laughs> Other than the die, of course. <laughs> Well, the biggest difference is the die, of course. <laughs> um, but I mean, probably the years of lore that developed between the D- the West End games and the and the D twenty. Because after, because you had the West End games version, and it was pretty much all you had to go off of was the original trilogy. Sure. And then now between that and then the D twenty, and when I say D twenty, I mean the D twenty system that came out in two thousand ish. I don't mean like the D20, like the Saga system that's come out recently, but 
all that lore that they got to pump into that. So you you had, I think they even had the uh, the old Republic stuff that they could put into that and lore wise. So all these powers and stuff that you didn't have in the first one, you have in this one. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a really fleshed out class system at this point because I'm not 100 percent sure the West End games one had a class system. When we game, we're pretty fly by the seat of your pants, so it's hard to tell what they did and didn't have when we played. But I like the whole rogue thing really translated well for D20. The whole knight, the, the Jedi system, especially when you started pumping in the prestige classes. So you'd have, you start out as like a Jedi, but then you become a Jedi Knight or a Jedi Sentinel and, you know, all that fun stuff. It's oh, so good. So yeah, I would say the biggest difference is all the lore that went into it that could go into it at that point in time. I will say one of the coolest things I think about the current era of Star Wars is I feel like they've brought a lot of mysticism back to the Force. There's a lot of, I guess, uncertainty as far as what it can do and what it can't do. And it's back to where, you know, it can do whatever they say that it can do because it's the Force. Um, yeah. You know, that whole prequel thing happened and they were like, oh, it's Metachlorians. And like, I personally think, while well, those movies were great. That wasn't a good move. I mean, you should have just left it at, you know, it's a magical force. Don't try to explain it. And now in this current generation, like they've got this new thing where different Jedi have their own exclusive powers. Like, you know, this Jedi can do this. And oh, either yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. rare that like no other Jedi can, or like they're the only Jedi that can do it. Like Cal Kestis in the Fallen Order games, he's got a force slow power where he can like slow down time using the force and he's got like this um force memories thing where he touches an object and he can read the memories of that object and the things that it's, that's been through and we've never seen either of those powers in any of the movies that i recall yeah no i i agree with all that it and it seems like i mean those those seem to be maybe you know what let's just throw a little bit of our lore in there and and feel free to like I'm not even gonna waste a guilt decree on this, but uh, I I would almost think that maybe that's what makes someone a master. Oh yeah, because notice like only the masters had this special quirk, like something that they could do, mm -hmm. and like even like Mace Windu seemed to have his own like fighting style, oh, yeah. and he's the only motherfucker with a purple uh, lightsaber. Yeah, he was definitely a a fighting focused Jedi, like his martial ability. He wasn't like, you know, the, the guy who was going to be throwing around a whole lot of force powers, but his force energy, if you will, was poured into mastering the art of lightsaber combat, which is why he had that, you know, unique purple lightsaber. So yeah, I, I love that. You know what? I, you don't want to waste yours. I'll totally use mine on that. That's a guild decree. <laughs> I mean, like, well, you know, that's... well, hold on, hold on. Before, before we stamp that, keep in mind that this may already be canon and we just don't know it. Whether it's canon or not. I mean, All like, right. I'm the same. Guild Decree. I mean, right. like, you know, I mean, that's part of what makes a Jedi Master a Jedi Master. The fact that they take the Force and use it in a way that no one else can. And that is their signature, you know, in the Force. You had Mace Windu and his martial abilities. I'll even say kind of Obi-Wan and the Jedi mind trick. Like, a lot of other people tried the Jedi mind trick, but we only ever saw two people in canon use the Jedi mind trick successfully. And that was Obi-Wan and Rey. So Obi-Wan and the Jedi mind trick, Cal Kestis and the Force Slow, and, like, I'm sure those who know a whole lot more about Star Wars than I do could come up with a whole lot more 
example. Oh, absolutely. I yeah, there's um, one of my favorites uh, is you know the tale of Darth Plagueis. Oh uh, yeah, no! What's know. his name again? Darth Plagueis. The wise. Yes. <laughs> he didn't go to eight years of wise school to just be called Darth Plagueis. Thank you very much. No. Okay. You know what? I, I concede. <laughs> I apologize. Darth Plagueis, please forgive me. <laughs> the wise. The wise. The wife. You did it Darth again. The wife. Yeah. Oh no, I'm failing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, he was. I'm pretty sure it was. I mean, it was him that was the legend of basically what you could boil down to a bullet point of the body snatcher, eh? Yeah. I mean, he would basically train up his apprentices with the idea of that I'm going to teach them all that I know. You know, train them up, strengthen them. They're going to have something potentially unique about them. And then his deal, his ability that you know seemed to be specific to him was that he would do this basically like ritual, have a either in their sleep or sometimes in duel, he would basically, you know, cast this ritual that upon striking a killing blow, it would transfer basically his consciousness or soul or what have you into his apprentice's body. And they going into his dying body. And so he would continue on and under all sorts of different visages. What a dick move. Yeah. He was a pretty dope Sith Lord, though, the wise. <laughs> we're just going to slap the wise on everything now. Well, I mean, you kind of have to just to be safe, right? You just you got to. Oh, totally, the wise. This is the way. The wise. The wise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I oh have, my god! It totally I have spoken. The wise. The wise. <laughs> Do it. Do Do it. it. The wise. The, the wise. only, the only one that that would have actually even halfway made sense. <laughs> Do it. The wise. Stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Fuck you, robot chicken. <laughs> what do we think about uh, all these new series really trying to connect everything together? So in The Mandalorian, we saw the Darksaber come in, which oh. was from the Clone Wars. Um, so, and I think it's in other parts of the lore, but what as far as canon goes, the only other place we've seen you know, the Darksaber is in Clone Wars. And now Ahsoka has been announced for season two of The Mandalorian. I, I love that they are taking these cartoons and making them canon. I do too. It really broadens, <laughs> excuse me, the different like stories that they can really tell, you know. And uh, the more, you know, obviously with the, <laughs> like we spoke about, the disposal or dumping of canon in certain places, mm -hmm. we, and it's good to get some back that, that we can count among the uh, attributed Star Wars universe official or whatever the wise. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Now I'm gonna have to use a guilt decree to stop this. <laughs> I would I would rebuttal by countering your decree with oh, making no. it into a t-shirt. Oh, oh, no. oh, 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 oh my god, do we have two t-shirts that we're making now? <laughs> oh man, oh my god. This is so good. Anywho. So yeah, uh no, I I guess in the vein of your original question, like the, the, the whole them taking everything and tying them together, 
I, I love. I love that even they're taking old stuff that they have deemed not canon anymore and are kind of making it canon, even little parts of it. Examples? Well, there was, like, well, the whole thing going on with, I can't remember the characters' names, but the they did the whole book series on the Rogue Squadron, didn't they? That was a book series, right? I believe so, yeah. I, I know it was a game, but I know, I think there was also a book series. But, like, they're taking, I know that they've at least made nods to it in some of the re uh, recent films. But, mm -hmm. I mean, hell, you make a nod to it, it's, it's essentially even that aspect of it has become canon. So I think, I think it kind of touches on the differences between, like, continuity and canon. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, continuity, you have things that aren't necessarily canon, like maybe they're an AU or alternate universe. Uh, maybe they're like an AU or something like that. But it kind of gives you an idea of things they could do in the future in canon. Mm -hmm. So like they're like, this isn't canon Star Wars, but like this is definitely a Star Wars thing. And just because it didn't happen this way doesn't mean that the things that they did can't, someone else couldn't have done in a very similar way in canon. Okay, that's a fair point. But it kind of, yeah, it, it definitely supports your point that, like, they, they make these nods toward these things that weren't canon. And, like, you know, they're at least saying, while not canon, it's definitely continuity. And, like, when it, and that's how it starts, you know what I mean? Just because it's continuity, we could get it back into canon. That's true, yep. And I, I think I also can appreciate, like, some of the directors that they're having come in that are doing these TV shows and doing these movies and stuff. Star Wars. Absolutely. Star Wars. Star so, Wars. from what I understand, it's it's been made canon now that the 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 lightsaber colors actually mean something. Um, is this is this true, or am I reaching? As far as current like canon and everything else, yeah. Well, I mean, I know they absolutely initially did. It kind of seems that way. They have a sim. They, they've they've held on to you know with Ray. Wasn't it Ray's that went green or or Kylo? After he came back, it was green. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I was misremembering. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> I've only and seen that at one the end once of the or twice. Spoilers, but which, if you're listening to a podcast about Star Wars, you should expect to hear spoilers anyway. Right. Um, Probably her, should have disclaimed. Sorry, but <laughs> her, her lightsaber went like a yellow, yellow orange, if you will. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And I think you know that's along with Luke too. It was interesting. I think that was a little bit of their nod to like. Revan's mentality and potential, you know, bringing that up, but, uh, you know, with the whole gray Jedi idea, um, yeah. something that walks the line in between, uh, but respects the power of both and, you know, such and such. But, uh, you know, to the original point, I, I believe that they do. Um, I don't know for a fact I could be wrong, fact check, but I mean, they definitely did. I mean, you know, Blue was your guardian, which, you know, they all kind of held, they played to the strengths of the, of the Jedi wielding it or, you know, force sensitive person wielding it but uh yeah yeah because i i think it used to be like yellow like at least in the games like yellow was like sentinel wasn't it or something like that yes carry a yellow right now are the the jedi temple guards so i mean like yeah that makes sense and ray of course ray and ray and ray <laughs> but that also that kind of goes in like again let's just let's just go into the whole sentinel thing sentinels were supposed to be kind of like in between like a jedi knight and a jedi counselor counselor right you know what i mean they're yeah. they're mystic yeah. but they're also able to fight 
Right. They have both political or, or you know, charismatic abilities or skills, and but also have good uh, fighting technique and, and familiarity. Which Leia would have been a counselor. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I, I, from what I understand, is she went through the training, like the movie Leia went through mm-hmm. the training, but she gave it up or something like that. Yes, it was because, um, from what I recall, I believe it was she was, or at least alluded to, I don't know if it came out straight and said it, but uh, I believe the reasoning behind that was she was having these force visions, you know, in her sleep or, you know, uh, dreams, essentially, that she interpreted as force visions, that she kind of saw what Ben would potentially eventually fall to or or that he would fall to the dark side essentially and the things he might become capable of and so in order to try and distance the possibility of that happening i guess was her thinking she basically gave it all up she threw you know her her lightsaber as in as an unused tool into whatever i can't recall what it was found in or whatever but probably kept close by in personal quarters but i mean that was essentially i think her breaking point her turning point if you will Probably had something to do with the fact that she wanted a, a, a romantic relationship and like to be a mother and to be a, you know, a loving wife and things like that. And the Jedi, the to standard Jedi way is so divorced from emotion. And Leia, I don't think, would be able to see herself as an unemotional person. Well, She'd rather. At the, same, at the same time, too, we're talking about a Jedi order that was founded by Luke Skywalker. Was he even still forcing those? I don't think he was he had kind of I think his intent behind it you know because depending on see this is where it gets a little convoluted too because you know you have the new continuity so like the old school thinking was you know he went to believe it was um, Yavin 4 and rebuilt the you know basically what would become the new Jedi temple with Kyle Katarn uh, which was another Jedi uh, counselor at the time you know Mm -hmm. within one of the only surviving ones. You know, so they kind of restarted those efforts there. But then in the new movies, you have Luke, you know, starting a, a similar type of concept, but Kyle's nowhere mentioned or, or referred to. And, and I don't think that uh, maybe they did elicit the planet as, as he having for, but I can't quite recall. But, you know, essentially, yeah, that was what he was attempting to do was kind of restart that. But I think one of the founding ideals for him personally outside of that is to, you know, not close yourself off to those things, be aware of them, you know, and approach them with the necessary caution. And that goes for, you know, any type of emotion, positive, negative, however you look at it or refer to it, you know, that was the type of, I think, ideals he had pressing that, like, you know, that gray line, you know, not doing necessarily, you know, such a black and white line of this is what's good, this is what's bad, but opening that up to interpretation and basically allowing people to you know some situations may call for drastic measures and that doesn't make you not a jedi you know things like that see i got the idea and like you know i could just be wrong i might have been looking into things a little bit too much i got the idea that he was sticking a little bit closer to the original ideals because when the books like the original texts started to burn like he was like freaking out and he was like you know how are we going to do this without the original way and then like yoda was like you know who cares you know what i mean like if it burns it burns like you are jedi she is jedi like you know like you know what you make of it is what you make of it and like i felt like that was a lesson he needed to learn 
in those movies. So I, I don't know, maybe, like I said, I was looking into it a little bit too much, but. No, you very well could be right. I think up to a certain point, maybe, you know, speaking specifically from the newer movies interpretation or telling of that particular subset of sequence of events, um, you know, his time schooling, maybe, I, maybe he did try to heavier hand the teachings originally as, you know, they were written or what have you and sticking very literally to them. But, if that was the case, and I think you may be right uh, with that, Ben and what eventually became of that with Kylo Ren was certainly what turned him more to the gray side of thinking. Right. I think, or at yeah. Least in my yeah. Opinion. yeah, no, 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 I definitely agree. I, I'm loving this too, because like, I, I, I don't want to say I have a rudimentary way of thinking with the whole uh, Star Wars world, but it's always great to listen to what other people's takeaway from a lot of the lore and the things that happen. Because there are things that happen that you see, but you don't necessarily put a lot of thought into. And then you talk to somebody that did put a lot of thought into it. It's like, oh my fucking God, that's a great point. Oh, yeah. Right. No, yeah, absolutely. A lot more people would probably, you know, know, love and appreciate that if it was, if liking Star Wars was just enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The wise. The wise. <laughs> but yeah i don't know i and and that's a you know that's the great thing about star wars like you said it's so far reaching and it's got so many different things and i i also really enjoy speaking to others and you know learning what their thoughts are and that's another thing about like how i mentioned you know star wars episode three you know um specifically in regards to opinions of or you know talking about things with others one of the reasons why i think i like i, I get so uh hard onto or, or attached to if you will star wars episode three is like it's this great like telling of in my opinion it's a great telling of you know kind of the reason why this character who we knew from the originals was so integral or so important and and kind of how he became to be the man behind the electrical mask and everything else and but will really what kind of you know stuck with me about that too was his fall and how it affected his relationships with others, his, you know, blind acceptance of like, you know, this is the way I'm going to achieve, you know, saving Padme's life or what have you, and not seeing the side effects, you know, what, you know, having Obi-Wan watch him go down. And then ultimately the conflict between them is what gets me. You want to talk about something that may <laughs> show code, I'll admit. You want to talk about something that makes you cry like every time, like I, I just about every time shed a tear in, in that final dialogue between Obi-Wan and Anakin, you know, like, you know, you were supposed to bring balance to the force, not uh, would it leave it shrouded in darkness or lead it into darkness. And then, uh, you know, you were my brother and, uh, you know, that shit, it just, it always hits me real hard. And uh, I don't know, man, it just kind of, it, it, it's uh, almost uh, what you call uh I don't know, a comparison or, or something that you could relate to. You know, a lot of people can relate to that in real life. You know, they have somebody they're very close with, you know, things change. Obviously, you're probably not, you know, on Mustafar, and, you know, fighting over a lava pit. <laughs> but you know disagreements what? happen or people's change. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say that exact same thing. Like, you yeah. know, it's, it's like when you're when you're in a heated argument with somebody who you love, with the deepest core of your being and you know hell to the jedi if he's probably the person he loved most in the world mm -hmm. yeah 
you think about getting in an argument, a heated argument, one that you know is going to end in the destruction of your love. I mean, what the fuck does that feel like? You know, it yeah. feels like you're fighting over a lava pit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> bouncing from you know droid to droid, dipping in lava, and nearly falling in. Yeah, it feels like you just got your fucking arms and legs cut off, <laughs> and then burned. Yeah, and left it, for ashes. <laughs> yeah, and then but then even think about that. It's like it's like you think about it that Anakin, being the clearly toxic person in that relationship, <laughs> thinks thinks that he's in the right. Oh yeah. He's been fed all this toxic information, all this toxic feelings. He was in the right in his heart and soul. Mm-hmm. But he even said so. I mean, like that was one of his lines. Like in, yeah. in my eyes, the Jedi are wrong. Yeah. Or, right. The actual quote is. Exactly. But then but then you look at Obi-Wan, who is uh, I mean, clearly has flaws, but he is the more sensible one in the quote unquote relationship, and he did what you should do. You cut that toxicity out of your fucking life, mm-hmm. and they, he it he did it literally. <laughs> he, <laughs> he cut that shit he off. He had the high ground. It. Yeah, and really, that was Anakin's fault. Let's just face it. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, he even he even was like, "Bro, I'm trying to like, please don't make me kill you right now." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, Dude, I'm people talk about chance. people Go talk ahead. about that being like stupid. That like you know Obi Wan because he had the high ground. Like, I just want to take a second to like Obi Wan pulled that maneuver on Darth Maul. Like he was Darth Maul had the high ground. So Obi-Wan pulled the maneuver where he jumped over him and you know was able to win that fight. So Obi-Wan had the experience of if you do this move, this is my move. Like I know how to defend it. Like I know right. get, I know no how to chop a motherfucker in half. Right. Like, <laughs> like I invented the jumping over a dude and flipping and like cutting him from behind. Okay. Like you can't do this move to me. And tried to tell him you know, like, I don't I, think that's dumb at all. Like, I think that was that was just fine. Like he just looks at him. He's like, "I am the floopty doopty cutter and halfer." That that is the name of my move. <laughs> like, all right, Obi, we need to talk about this. Let's uh, let's kind of uh, source this out a little bit. <laughs> this is my Jedi power. It's called the floopty alley oop. <laughs> <laughs> I ran it. I ran it through a couple uh, groups. They seem to support it. Yeah, I'm rolling with it. You cannot change my mind. Not I'm this not time, Wendy. Leading into it. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, but it, right. when you look at, and I think that's a lot of the, you know what? I'll even go back to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Bring it back. <laughs> when, when Full he, circle. Right. When he gets to these shows and these movies, these sci fi and fantasy movies, and his go to is, well, see, this isn't realistic because it's like, you know what? Fuck you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's not why I watch these. I watch these I watch these for the journey. I watch these for the magic. And most of all, I watch these for the metaphors in these stories. And that whole fight on Mustafar is just a huge fucking metaphor to me. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Even more so now that we've talked about it. <laughs> yep. To be fair, Neil deGrasse Tyson has addressed that before, and he's like, I, I love Star Wars, and I love these other movies, and I enjoy them for what they are. Most of the time when he does that is because people come out and ask him. They're like, we need you to like go ahead and tear this movie apart as far as scientific accuracy. And like he's like, all right, well, I guess if it's what people want, you know, then I'll, I'll do it. But yeah, like he's come out and said that before. Fuck Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Well, I guess he's never going to be on the show. Thanks, Brad. 
you know what? I will even say this. No, I can't. Yeah. Not, I was going to say, wait. <laughs> hold on. Wait. Hold on. Don't, don't, no. No, no. Oh. I don't know. I kind of want to. No. Wanna. no. <laughs> what? He's just not going to be on the show if I do this. That's all it is. <laughs> okay. I'll hold it. I will hold it. You hold. You hold. Uh, unofficially? Hold. Unofficially, fuck Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> the wise. I will not. I will not. I will not hold the guild to that. All right. Whew. <laughs> Star Wars, guys. Star Wars, so much. It is now. We just got to organize our thoughts. Right. The how? Who is your favorite Star Wars character? You get one. Oh, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? One. If we want to continue the uh, conversation afterwards, the other Star Wars characters, that's fine. But as of right now, for the answer to the question, you get one. You get one Star Wars character. Who's your favorite Star Wars character? Can I can I say one that I'm being facetious about first? Sure. Salacious Crumb, baby. <laughs> 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 but no, for real, like, probably because of my attachment to the Old Republic, I'd probably have to go with, like, Revan or you know, one of the uh, Jedi of the House Shan, uh, Bastila Shan or Bastille Shan. You know, they were very, very prominent characters or, or, you know, people in those timelines and everything else. And especially Revan, he was, I mean, the driving force behind, you know, a lot of what happened. He, you know, basically said, you know, to hell with what the council says. And, you know, Malik and I feel that it's just to go and actually be a part of this galactic conflict that we're in with the Mandalorian Wars. And, you know, they won it for the Republic based off their actions and the people that followed them. And, you know, that to me was really cool. Yeah, they ended up getting, you know, turned to the dark side when they went searching for the Sith planet or homeworld, I believe. Um, and, but they're they're just by far one of the most interesting characters to me and i think a part of that too though is because when and maybe this will change as the canon as it is now continues to grow and, and gets you know explored more or or you know expanded upon but i think that uh you know one of the reasons that revan is so interesting or, or appealing to me is because of his complexity and the amount of lore that is available for not only that time period, but Revan himself. And, you know, a lot of that we didn't or don't have about a lot of the existing characters in the, the, the series, especially ones that aren't big names in the franchise. Like, you know, I mean, really, like, think about the original trilogy, the original trilogy. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, Bosk and IG-88 and Dengar, like, these fucking badass bounty hunter gang that rolls with Boba, Mm -hmm. they don't they get one like shot of or two shots of screen time around the huts like what the fuck is up with that and not to mention obviously boba got played like a bitch let's be real like that yeah, right. look, that's something look i'm just saying anybody that likes boba has to have gone off of some fucking novelizations or comic books because if you like boba from the fucking movie what's wrong with you aesthetic well, i mean like people, yeah, if you watch the visual the visual they nailed, like, oh, yeah, like no, the that visual, shit ain't gonna right. lie. But yes, you're right. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, he's he, yeah, he got he got he got played dirty. <laughs> oh yeah. 
But okay, so out yeah, that would probably be my pick, Revan. You know, if I'm going, you know, overall canon. If I'm having to go theatrical releases only, like the big nine, then one hundred right. Then if I have to go that way, then it's one hundred percent oh shit, hold on. I'm all I can think of is Revan now. Um Darth Maul, excuse me. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the his race, the Zabrik, are my favorite Star Wars race. They really are cool. I like playing them in uh, not Galaxies. I didn't like Galaxies. The one of oh, the oh, the the Republic, the old Republic. Yeah, the that. old Republic MMO. Yep, that was my game too. God damn, I it wish they had done more game. with that. So good. Me too. It was so good. Even Sorry. if they even if they went back and took that and made it into just they they boiled it into like you know if they shut down the servers ever if they ever boil that into a single player like. Or even cooperable like type of experience, it would be fantastic. They never will, I doubt it. But yeah. like that game is so good, and Bioware does such a good job with all of their narratives and everything, the stories that they tell in their games. You know, similar to Star Wars, you know, in a different light, still intergalactic based. You know, Mass Effect and with Dragon Age too. I mean, you know, they just they, they tell amazing stories. Definitely, yes. And that continued all through all, all the questing and everything else that like all the story that was within. The older public game itself, the MMO, uh, was was I mean it was great. It was it was not watered down. You know there were some things you know like your repetitive fetch quests that are you know common amongst MMOs and stuff like that. But like every different instance had its own like story. Like this bounty hunters hold up in here, blah blah. You're going in on the authority of you know if you're playing a bounty hunter, you'd be in power bounty hunter guild, or if you were an imperial, you know relate it to that Jedi Sith so forth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was dope. What about you guys? Who was your fave? My fave. Okay, so I'm going to have to go with, just as an all-around character, for me, aesthetically, and what I like in the, in the, in the show, or in the whole series, because I have one character I love who's just aesthetic. But all around, I'd have to say Chirrut. <laughs> Chirrut Imway? Yes. He is a baller. Baller. Yep. Like, I want a whole fucking movie on this guy. Well, I mean, it was fucking Donnie Yip, Ip Man. Yep, Donnie Yip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Donnie, Donnie Yip, I guess, applies too because he was Ip Man. Yeah, sorry, Donnie Yen, who Wing was Chun Ip Man. Yeah, I love those movies. They're so great. But yeah, yeah I mean, he was Chirrut Imway in Rebel or uh, shit, Rogue One. Excuse yep. me. Oh, which Man, leads me to another. Man. You know what? I'm just gonna say that every, all, pretty much all the characters in there outweigh my love of any other character. Because I love the characters in there. That's a bold statement. It is. I'm you're talking about it. Rogue One. Yeah. Just all the different characters in there. You're talking about like, uh, oh god, what was that guy's name? Dal, uh, the the little rogue dude <laughs> or whatever, the smuggler type. Oh, the, then, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bodhi? Bodhi Rock? No, or no, Cassian. Thank you. I knew it started with a C. He had Cassian, and then his, you know, droid companion. There's always like a lovable droid. That droid one is amazing. Two voiced by Alan Tudyk. Oh my god! One of my favorite actors ever. Oh yeah, of course, agreed. Also, the bad guy looked amazing. And let's face it, if your bad guy doesn't look amazing, you're doing something wrong. Especially in Star Wars. Uh, Oh yeah. Especially in Star Wars, and it had Mads Mikkelsen in it. (laughs) Truth. I mean, come but, on. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. Star People Wars. gave it a lot of shit. Oh, it, ended on, it was like, you know, ended on such a, It's like, did you not, like, hear Mon Mothra when she said, <laughs> many boffins died to bring us this information? It's like, that was, like nope. did you not know? No, no, no. Hold on. I'm not. 
not going to question your Star Wars cred, but that was the second Death Star. Oh, shit, you're right. Either you're way. Right. Still yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, neither attempt went, you know, without, oh. you know, <laughs> right. without and its then, issue. And then fucking Darth Vader going complete baller at the end of that. Oh, Dude, oh, my, oh God. my God. Which I, led straight into the opening for yeah. A New Hope. Oh, my I, God, it was so good. I have pleasured myself to that scene. Can, oh, can we cut that out? No, I'm leaving that in. All 100%. Right. I'm leaving <laughs> cut it out, but I'm not gonna. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys' answers makes me want to go off in so many different directions. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let, in, let me tell you my completely aesthetic one. Okay. Get Fisto. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That was a cool looking dude. Wasn't he, though? Yes. Like I want to play um, that guy in a role playing game. Oh my god! What was that video game? There was a video game that came out that like you got to play as a bunch of different Jedi. Like you would pick the Jedi that you want to play. It was a bunch of the ones from the prequels, and like everybody had their different color lightsabers and the different way to fight. And like you would just run through, and like it was like one of those like kind of isometric top down. It was on PlayStation One. I don't remember what the game was, but like you know, I will say if they made an Ultimate Alliance kind of game. That's kind of what it was Star like. Wars? Oh, man. Except it was all Jedis, and it was Jedis from the pre prequel. I don't know what it was called. It was on PlayStation 1, and, like, Kit Fisto was on there. Oh, and, like, he was one of my people, favorite people to play as. That and I, it might even been a Kit Fisto, I forget, but one of them fought with their lightsaber backwards, and, like, in, like, in that game, so they had, the, like, their own unique style that way, and, like, I would constantly play as that Jedi, and I thought that was just awesome. Hmm. Anyway, Sounds there's... like uh, Jedi uh, Academy. Jedi Alliance. Jedi Might Academy 2, Jedi Alliance. Might have been. But anyway, there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about now that I've heard you guys' answer. <laughs> get my answer out of the way. And it might be a bit of a basic answer, but it's definitely Obi-Wan for me. Um, good old Ben Kenobi. There's nothing uh, wrong with that answer at all. Yeah, I mean, my favorite part of Star Wars is, is Jedi. I mean, like, there's just something about, like, you know, the mystical space wizards. Like, you know, I, I love Jedi. And Obi-Wan is like the Jedi. Like, you know, people talk about like, you know, Yoda being like the the most powerful force user, or, you know, like Luke Skywalker being like the hero and all that. But like, you know, when I think Jedi, like, you know, the what a Jedi should be, I think Obi-Wan. And like, of course, he's got his flaws and things like that. And the way yeah. he goes about things could kind of be questioned. But man, and like he's just been present throughout everything you know, throughout the prequels, throughout the original trilogy, throughout the Clone Wars, and he's still, they can't stop talking about him even in the movies and things he's not in. If not for the fact that we are looking at the Skywalker saga, like, you know, just a small shift and the entire Star Wars story could be about, could be Obi-Wan's story instead of, you know, the story of the Skywalker family. I just, I think he's cool. He's cool dude. Yeah, it could, this, I mean, honestly... I mean, yeah, it's definitely the Starwalker uh, saga, like you said, but this really could have been all about Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, it's like they <laughs> they could have very easily done three movies before the prequels and then just been like, all right, well, this is, you know, episode negative three, two, one, two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> yeah. All of this is the Obi-Wan story now. I mean, I love Obi-Wan so much that, like, before uh, episode eight came out back when it was just episode seven um and we didn't know a whole lot about ray 
and like her background, I was sold on the idea that Ray was like Obi-Wan's granddaughter or something that, like that. I think that would have been great. Like, and, and I think it might've been because just, I loved Obi-Wan so much. Let's, so as I was saying, um, I was so sold on the idea that Ray was Obi-Wan's granddaughter because her fighting style was so similar to Obi-Wan's. She was the only other Jedi in canon to successfully use the Jedi mind trick. The lightsaber that called out to her, while it was Anakin's and then Luke's lightsaber, the person who had it in their possession the longest was Obi-Wan Kenobi while he was waiting for, you know, Luke to grow up enough to give it to him. Plus the voice that called out her name, Rey, was Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice. He's the one who called from the lightsaber. And I forget how they did it. They they took a voice clip of him from the original trilogy and it was he was saying something else, but there was the syllable Ray in it. And right. they clipped it in order to have him call out to her. It's lovely how we can do things like this now. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you want know, to talk about we were just looking at uh, Rogue One. I mean, restructuring. Uh, I can't recall the actor's name, Grandma, but was, like, yeah. Oh, Grand, that looks Grand so Tarkin. good. Yeah, it did. It was very convincing. They they Grand came Tarkin right out of as a motherfucker, dude. <laughs> they came right out of the uncanny valley. Like they talk about how like the closer you get to looking like a real person, the creepier it gets because of that uncanny valley. But they shot right out of that sucker. Oh, yeah. and they were like, nope, we look good. We're, yeah, th- yeah, and that is that is funny because yes, you 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 go down into that valley uh-huh. definitely, but then once you get to that real, you start getting closer to, oh, uh-huh. this is natural. Yeah, they shot yeah. right out of it. Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. in my opinion, the best example of, like, properly and well-done applied effects, graphical, you know, you know, uh, visual effect art and stuff like that, yeah. And it's the, like... The layer wasn't quite as good, but, like, still... No. no. And, and isn't that quite. funny, too? It's like mm-hmm. they it wasn't no that was a different actress but I've seen de-aging where they use the actor and de-age them and it looks worse than taking a completely different actor and yeah. making them you know what I mean it's like how did yeah. you do that Well I mean another decent example at, at least I think it looked I mean it was more so for me up the curve than in the valley <laughs> What was the the, the Tony Stark de-aging uh, oh, that was that. And the only reason why that was creepy is because it was so fucking good. Yeah, yeah. That, that was I, that was. They hadn't made it out of the valley just yet. Like it was, no, it was because it looked so for, good. For me, it was creepy because it was completely out of the valley to me. Like it did. It almost didn't even look like a computer image. It was to like me anymore. him back in a Scanner Darkly days doing oh, this shit. No, oh no, no, sir. This was him. This was like '80s Downey. This was like back to school Downey. It was it was, was creepy. It was creepy because I never would have thought I would see that Downey in a movie again. Mm. And then here the fuck he is. Like, did they just take this from a movie clip? Oh God, no! <laughs> this is real. How? What is happening? Yeah, it was it was so crazy to me how they did mm. that. that I mean, yeah, again though, that's. That's Disney for you. They're they're yeah. really they're they're pumping money. Yeah. <laughs> Imagineers, man. Imagineers. So let's talk a little bit about some of the yeah. stuff that I wanted to talk about after hearing you guys' answers. Darth Vader. 
I mean, like mm. you can't have a proper Star Wars conversation without stopping on Darth Vader for a little while. Um, you're talking about how like he had that badass scene at the end of Rogue One. I feel like in the original trilogy, and it was just because I think probably because what they had available at the time, they didn't do a very good job of showing just how powerful Darth Vader was and like how much you needed to fear him. Like modern, the Star Wars has shown just how much that dude will wreck everything you love. Mm -hmm. Like in the end of Rogue One, and then the other example I'll use will be in Fallen Order. Like when you come across Darth Vader in that game. Once again, Darth spoilers. Vader's in that game? Have you yeah, not played it yet? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I sent Brandon, just a little disclaimer. I sent Brad my copy of Fallen Order when I was done because of how oh. much I he needed to play it. Nice. And I haven't well. got a chance to play it yet. <laughs> oh God. Um, what well, do you do? You can earmuff a little bit, but I have to talk about this if if you don't want the spoilers. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm 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 cool with it. But yeah, when he shows up in Fallen Order, like toward the end, like you're just like fuck. Like I have to like everything else in this game, you stand your ground. Okay, everything else in that game, everything that comes up to you, when you come against Darth Vader, you run. Like you're like this is not something like when Cal Kestis feels the the dark force energy coming off of him he's just like i know this is not something i can stand up against and then the things he does in that like he's just bending reality around him just because it cannot withstand being within the same things can't stand being in the room as same room as darth vader and then cal Kestis tries to throw an entire ocean on top of him and he just holds it like it's enough to distract him to for Cal to get away, but like Darth Vader just holds an entire ocean from flooding into a compound. Like the amount of like, okay, one of the biggest force things I'd seen up to that point was also in a video game in the what's the one with Star Killer was in Force Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed would be my example for Darth Vader's power, but I didn't have the reference that you know the but new Force Unleashed. Yeah, you see Starkiller pull a Star Destroyer out of the sky. And I'm like, that's it. That's the most powerful thing you can do with the Force. But, like, if you actually, like, sit down and, like, maybe my nerd is coming out a little bit in my geek. If you sit down and do the math, the amount of pressure and the amount of force something would need to hold back an entire ocean. Like, the Star Destroyer feat was nothing. Like, you know, like the amount of of strength with the force Darth Vader would need to do that is is ridiculous. Uh, I'm sorry, I just went a little ranty there for a second. But like, yeah. And then um, I also saw a video where somebody redid and of course, they're not a big studio like it's a fan, but like just because they have your average person has access to better technology to make a movie than they did back in the 70s when they were making, you know, the original Star Wars but they redid the scene of Obi-Wan and Darth Vader's fight. Like, you know, what it could have been if they had the technology. And, like, it was an amazing-looking fight. Like, you can probably just Google that on, on or search it on YouTube and you'll find it. Uh, amazing fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. I, I wish it could have been in the original. And, like, a lot of the scenes that they redo and the parts they remake, they put it in when the camera would have been cut away anyway so like you can kind of just make your own headcanon that is what happened when the camera was cut away. <laughs> nice i saw a really cool fan creation of uh 
something similar about Darth Maul hunting down these particular like Jedi apprentices and stuff. It was really, really well done. It was really cool. The fight and choreo like the fight choreography was extremely impressive as well. The practical and, and visual effects were good. I mean, it was I, again. I don't think it was like a, a big name studio. I think it was. A, it, I think it was probably a fan project involved with people who were already working for like a somewhat smaller to mid-sized independent, you know, studio where they do projects on YouTube or what have you. Uh, because of how well done it was, I would have to assume that they have at least, you know, that amount of resource or what have you. But sure. I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. They've got a lot of, and that's another thing, you know, that that's great about Star Wars is people love it so much that they have such cool creations that come out of their love for it. Absolutely. Just look at uh, the 501st and the Rebel Legion. Yeah, um, yeah. The cosplay groups. I mean, they're doing excellent things. Like, the, I found out, like, I've been doing some research because I am looking at joining my local Rebel Legion. Um, I just had to get a lightsaber first, which yeah, I did. We get, I, it, I, we get it, Rick. You're cooler than us, okay? Damn. <laughs> so, if anything, I've proved that you guys are way cooler than me when it comes to Star Wars throughout this podcast. But I'll, I needed a lightsaber, so I procured a lightsaber earlier this year. But then, of course, as soon as I got a lightsaber, like the whole social distancing quarantine thing, the happens. The, the the back the Backstreet Boys thing, it's Backstreet Boys. <laughs> well, yeah, chart. it's like you know, we we started my hockey season. We got you know, we got uh, I think it was one heartbreaker loss the first game. Came back, kicked ass two games in a row, and then bam, every America's canceled. But uh, in my research into the 501st <laughs> and the Rebel Legion, um, I found out they never charge for their appearances. They do it all, like technically they're doing it all for free, but what they ask you to do is they ask you to donate to a particular cause when they make their appearance. So if they show up at Star Wars night for the Nashville Predators, the organization for the Nashville Predators has to make a donation to the Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt um, instead of paying the Rebel Legion or the 501st for that appearance, which, you know, talk about, you know, geeks doing good. You know, that's right. Absolutely. I, I think I think geeks have been really good at that throughout the years, giving back to the community. Yeah, I think it's great. Absolutely. Well, you know, and it's not so much the case in, in anymore, but it feels like probably, and maybe our generation will be the last that really truly felt that way, maybe, or maybe not. Maybe it'll be split in some way. But, you know, as far as geeks, nerds, and not getting a, a very pleasant social experience growing up in, in many cases, maybe, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. We know what it's like to be the little guy, man. We know what it's like to be the one who gets tread on or, or, or gets to eat last or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Now, I will say this. I will say this. I, I think that that era is over. The I do era, too. Uh, era of the popular kids um, picking on the nerds and the geeks because nerd and geek is mainstream now. However, mm. the tide has shifted. Now we have geeks and nerds bullying other geeks and nerds because <laughs> as geeky or nerdy as them yeah that's that's that gatekeeping that classic yeah. geek you so have to prove like, your nerd cred or your geek cred nowadays right. oh, that's so it's okay. like, i have i have been a geek long enough to see the tide turn the other way right and it's disgusting so mm. so it's like either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. It very much exactly. Cuz like I would have been considered just geeky as fuck growing up 
because, you know, I watched Star Wars. I, I read these fantasy books. I played D&D. Now I'm a fucking casual. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I, so feel like, that. I feel that. Hard. Uh, I try to talk to these. I try to talk to these nerdy people and they're like, oh, you don't know shit. Da, 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 da. It's like, well, first off, you're 20. Second off, settle the fuck down. You know, we're all having fun here. And, and it's, it's so it's so bad. Understand, understand, please, new nerds and geeks, that you are standing upon the shoulders of giants, and we are the giants <laughs> whose shoulders you stand upon. You stand on the shoulders of giants upon the underwear that is stretched across their head. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm, I was, I was trying to you save this, but uh, there I'm comes. gonna go ahead and make a guild decree. That Baron does know his shit, Boom. and he is geek enough or nerd <laughs> enough. Okay, you'll decree. Fuck anybody who says any different. I don't. <laughs> I mean, most of them are gross, so I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you wasting your guilt decree on me. <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't call it and, wasting. And, I, if I'm gonna if I if I'm gonna fall on a sword, I might as well pick a, a sexy one. You know what I'm saying? So you're falling on my sword? Oh, I thought you would fall on my sword. Well, what about I fall on your sword and then you can fall on my sword? Or no, I tell you about I tell you what about this? What if you fall on my lightsaber and then I'll fall on on your lightsaber? You know what I'm saying? We can make a double edged lightsaber. Or you could just like just... Well, you know what? Why don't we just hold our <laughs> we just hold our sabers in each other's hands for a little while first, just to see how it feels, and then we can just go from okay. there. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I'm I'm good with that. Awesome. <laughs> All that staying in. Just letting you know. It's, it's, that's quality content right there. Settle down. Settle down, Richard. We've got two more hands. Okay, buddy? <laughs> two more hands. If your lightsaber is not large enough, store-bought is fine. <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't care what anybody says. Short hilts are more strategic, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what I was going to save it for actually though. What yeah. I was going to save it for was the whole argument and and this is why this is the thing I was referring to like at the top where you know this is kind of what came to mind to me in regards to like a obvious choice for a a decree on something Star Wars related and that's Han shot first. You know, it's funny. It's funny we talked about this in the last podcast. Yeah, uh, our right. last guild members, our last guild, and of course you don't know this because this episode hasn't gone up by the time we're recording. One of the guild decrees that was made was Star Wars related. Oh, wow. I, I believe what was Kat's guild decree? She decided that Padme oh, we're to write was down, aren't we? Queen Amidala, Padme, whatever you want to call her at this point. She was in on a... Oh, yeah, yeah, operation yeah. pretty much for Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. Like that's why she acted so awkward in her love scenes because she didn't actually love him. Like she was more mm -hmm. trying to mm -hmm. make sure he didn't turn to the dark side. Or I, I, I don't remember exactly what it was. Whatever it was, I was like, yes, that sounds amazing. That was that's perfect. But like, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it now. <laughs> but I'm yeah, gonna have to start writing these down. I'm gonna have to go back and start writing these down. You're right, but the Han shot first thing came up, and we we pretty much said there's no debate on that. Doesn't this is just how it is. It's like it's yeah. it's it's so ingrained in geek culture that that's just how it is. 
Right. So it'd, be like you saying, it'd be like saying the cake is a lie, guild decree. Like it's it's not necessary. Like it's well then it, then my decree was certainly not wasted. <laughs> if it wasn't necessary for that, then I wouldn't I, you know, not holding it for anything, then I gladly lay it upon the altar of Guildmaster Baron. <laughs> so where were we in the Star Wars discussion? We just talked about a bunch, a bunch about Darth Vader, I think. Yeah, yeah, Darth Vader being just an absolutely powerhouse, like mofo wrecking mm -hmm. stuff, and you know, there's there's so many good depictions of him. I haven't seen all of it, but the uh, the Star Wars Rebels animated series has some really good, uh, and even the Clone Wars too, has some really good portrayals of of Darth Vader and his influence upon you know the events of of that time you know within the the battles between rebels and and the galactic empire and everything else like that i mean he's he's a he's a bad mother dude yeah vader is nothing to fuck with i really really need to watch rebels and clone wars i've started clone wars but like yeah. i'm just i i haven't even gotten out of season one yet like i've got so much to watch but that's exciting to me like i'm not like Absolutely. you know I'm not mad at myself for not watching it. I'm excited for myself that I still have it to watch. And oh, you know, yeah. it's something else I can do during the quarantine. Right. And that's another thing that's great. Like, you know, we were talking about earlier with Disney Plus and the resources that Disney has, you know, you know, it's bringing a lot of those types of stories in a new available format to where it was restricted availability beforehand. Maybe you had to have I think uh, Clone Wars was, you know, kind of exclusively available digitally outside of buying it on Netflix for a while. And uh, Rebels was, you know, on Disney's XD. You had to have either a subscription there or a cable provider login, like all this stuff. It's really nice to where it's all gathered in one place on one service, you know. So I mean, there's that much to be said about it. And Clone Wars got a new season because of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that is that is actually that I was really excited about that. And, I, and it's funny because I haven't watched that whole series. I've probably seen like the first season. And it's just like, there's just, and I say this having watched all of the second season of Critical Role so far, but I just haven't had the time mm. <laughs> to watch it My yet. wife's big on CR too. Oh, I love it. Mm. Well, I mean, I guess, why don't we just talk about the future of Star Wars? So we've talked about everything that we love. We talked about the, you know, the past. But what about the future of Star Wars? Where where do we want to where do we want to see this go? I obviously want to see this Obi Wan series. Like if I, I kind of gushed about Obi Wan a little bit earlier, and like they're talking about this Obi Wan series and and like who's attached to it and all. That. I'm very excited to see what comes out of it. Unfortunately, it's been delayed, but I can't wait to see it. I mean, as far as the future, I mean, there's, yeah, I agree with you. There's a lot of projects like that, that for whatever reason, a lot of it, I think, had to do with the dissolving of, you know, LucasArts as a game development studio and, and you know, that kind of snowballing into the uh, Disney acquisition, things like that. There was a lot of projects that either, yeah, in a lot of different, not even just thematic or cinematic, um, you know, like games, like Star Wars, was it 1414, I think it was, or 1441, or? Just two numbers. I don't, I don't know what those two numbers were, but it was two numbers. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a, uh, like a, it was supposed to be like a, uh, kind of a, 
like a Boba Fett or, or bounty hunter style story from the right. premises that were, you know, written about and stuff. But, and that's an amazing concept, especially, you know, in an M rating, you talk about like Mercs and stuff like that. Not that it would necessarily need, you know, blood and gore over the top or blah, blah, blah. It'd be great. You know, that's a lot of that isn't what star Wars is about, but just the grittier side of the bounty hunting thing, you know, aspect I think would be kind of cool to see. And, uh, you know, projects like that, or even like, uh, you know, me mentioning, you know, canonically Darth Maul being my favorite. Well, it was, I, I can't recall if it was either fan-made or it was just something that was like in stages where they didn't really have any kind of like spots or, you know, trailers or, or you know, press junk, you know, type of stuff about it. But there was like supposedly a, a movie or a, a mini series for Maul you know, in the works and, and things of that nature. And I, that's, that's stuff I would love to see, you know, especially if it wants to delve into, you know, Darth Maul's got such a, you know, when you watch the Clone Wars and, and Rebels and, you know, stuff like that, you, you may, you know, learn a little bit more about since it all takes place in this time. But, you know, Darth Maul obviously didn't, you know, die at the, you know, in the bottom of the pit in episode one. He was uh, rebuilt uh, cybernetically from the waist down in one of his arms, um, which they, it's really freaking dope. They break out almost like spider legs and stuff and, you know, kind of crawl around and shit. And of course he's still being a badass with his double bladed lightsaber. It's so he's, he's one of my favorite characters for a lot little, of reasons. He made a little cameo in solo, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. At the end, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Well, okay, yeah. so I think, I think that that kind of brings up another point and I'm going to sound a little bit like a hypocrite when I bring up this point, but I think, <laughs> I think that's what Disney needs to stick to when coming out with new Star Wars stuff is they need to explore parts that like haven't been touched. So like the Mandalorian, obviously we, that was a whole new story. Like that had nothing to do with anything right. other than the dark saber showing up at the end. It had nothing to do with anything we had seen up until that point. And I think if they stick to doing stuff like that, exploring stories like Darth Maul's where we know nothing about Darth Maul really canonically, you know, that's going to be their bread and butter. And I say it's hypocritical because I said I was just really excited about what they're going to do with Obi-Wan <laughs> and we've seen a ton from Obi-Wan. But we saw what happened when they tried to dive into a character that we knew a whole lot about. And I will say that's the one thing from Star Wars that has come out that I haven't really liked was Solo. Like I've liked all of the 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 Skywalker saga movies. I really liked Rogue One. I've liked all the TV shows that I've seen so far, but like I, Solo, I just I didn't care for any part of that. Really? Yeah. I didn't think Solo was done. I didn't think it was done all too terribly. I, I never. I mean, it was not near the top of my favorite Star Wars stories told by any means, but I I didn't hate it or anything. You know, I didn't have any problems glaringly with it. I felt like the movie I, itself I, didn't add anything to the character. Like, if anything, it, it took away from the character. Like, you know, you had this really cool character and, like, you, it did nothing but, like, kind of break him down. And, like, I felt like it, he didn't become a better character because of Solo. He was a worse character because of Solo. And once again, this is all my opinion. I will hmm. say that my big problem with it is I love fan service, but it seems like that stepped past fan service to pandering. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? It seemed like too like, did we need to know where he got his gun from? Mm -mm. And it like, doesn't the hold the significance that his lightsaber does, or you know what I mean? I mean, like, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. And then the whole, I don't know, the whole Chewie, him meeting Chewie thing seemed super forced. Mm -hmm. And that that could have been done way differently. 
Especially, well, I don't huh? it seemed like it was something, it was such an, you know, that to me, like, you know, him freeing, gaining the life debt from everything mm -hmm. like that, but that was such a huge part of the character Han Solo. Yeah. I think that's the biggest no, failing no. of that film is yeah. that they didn't, you know, explore that enough. They didn't right. you know, make that significant enough. Uh, they could have done so much too. Like, you know, well, didn't they like, okay, in the original lore, which I'm fine with them dropping canon and making some new stuff. But the original lore was he saved him from slavers, right? Right. And imperial slavers. Oh, was it imperial slavers? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, that, okay, then that, that works. But they could, they could have still done so much. Like they could have, they could have explored that relationship a little more. They, you know, he could have been, fuck, I mean, make Han an Imperial that saw this and was like, you know what, buddy? You know, I don't agree with this. Let's get you out of here. I don't know. In he was um, in like Imperial flight school, I believe. He was an Imperial uh, cargo pilot. Right. And like in original lore. And, and like the whole him getting his name thing, super forced. Again, mm. it's like, can't you just, like, I get it. All these other people don't have to explain their fucking names and they're weird as hell. So why do you right. have to explain? It's like, what's your name? Han Solo. Cool. Yeah, like it's right. it's they spent so much time on things they didn't need to spend any time on whatsoever, and all that time could have spent been fleshing out his relationship with Chewie, maybe right. his relationship with Lando. I felt like the other romantic interest in the movie was completely Kira. necessary. Unnecessary, yeah. Like I, I felt like not that okay. Not I sound so bad because it's like you know we don't need that female character in that movie. It's not a sentence I should say, but like you know. <laughs> They could have taken that same character and done way more with her other than make her Han Solo's original love interest before he met Leia. Like, we did not need another love interest before he met Leia. They could have just made her a badass character and did way more with the female empowerment for her than just make her, oh, she just loves Han Solo and Han Solo loves her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Basically, I could I could go on and on and go into what I didn't like about that show. There were a lot of stuff that I, there are a lot of things I did like too. So, I mean, I, it's not a completely, for me, for me, it's not a completely throwaway movie, but there was just stuff I just couldn't get behind. And I think that like, fuck it, let's just do, let's just get uh, Donald Glover and do a whole Lando movie. I'd be down for that. My God. Right? I think Donald Glover did an amazing show as Lando. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the best part of that, that movie, honestly. Right. Like, we'll just start it out. He's fucking the Millennium Falcon, and then he moves on. Because that robot clearly wanted him. So, why not? Let's just start that <laughs> out. <laughs> but, yeah, they just, but, but, yeah, my only point is, you know, if you try to take something, a beloved character, like that beloved, and you try to make a movie explaining more about that character, you're just going to end up, I hate to say it this way. I mean, maybe like this is too broad of a stroke, but in my opinion, you're just going to end up failing. Right. Um, well, well, none of that. When you're trying to explain things about that character that you don't need to fucking explain, right. like his name, like his gun. It's like, do we need that? Sure. We got porgs out of it. That's great. But we didn't need to see this, you know, this heist that went horribly wrong for zero reason. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, that was, I think that was a big point for me as well. Like, you know, I, I guess this still is somewhat relevant being, you know, tied underneath the Disney umbrella, but, you know, referring to the Marvel movies, 
I think that's when it really kind of picked up for me as far as quality or, or my level of interest is when they quit. I mean, you said it well yourself earlier, Baron, that, you know, quit pandering to the audience as far as like, okay, we fucking know who Captain America is now. Like, can can we see a little bit about what Captain America does as opposed to like, okay, yeah, Super Soldier Serum, like fucking Red Skull, Hail Hydra, like, let's fucking move past that. You know, we don't need to make six movies retelling that same shit. Yeah, if they would have did, okay, my God. Well, you know what, let's just do Marvel movies in the next podcast, but I'm just going to stop here. I, or I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw this out here. If they they could have completely skipped Captain America: The First Avenger, started mm-hmm. out the Captain America movie with him like the end credit scene for mm-hmm. Captain America: The First Avenger, started out the movie with that. When he first saw it, yeah. Right, thaw that bitch out, and then just be like, "What's happening?" Like I don't know, Beefcake. Once you get in here, we'll tell you what's going on. If you need, if you need to America like, a forever. <laughs> if you need to tell a little bit more about how he became Captain America and all that good stuff, maybe a couple flashbacks in the movie. Maybe. Like you don't need a whole. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need a whole movie. And, and you know what? And even and even then, you you could do it really cleverly just by like, oh, what's this? Is a it's is this a comic book with my face on it? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I did this stuff, but it's not. And it's like. That's that's all you got to do because you know they yeah. make comic books about that motherfucker. Oh yeah, they right. had it. Uh, Coulson was carrying his collectible oh, yeah. cards. Right. They could. They, oh, that could have been it right there. Coulson pulls out the collectible cards. Each one shows like a little iconic moment in Captain <laughs> America's life. You know oh, that that would have been it, right? We just solved that. Uh, yeah, we, it's like okay, this needs to be the new formula for like geeky movies and franchises. If I can get more narrative and in-depth storytelling from the first fifteen minutes of Up than I do from the first installment <laughs> in your franchise, then we need to fucking talk about a rework in that scenario. All right. The 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 Up formula. Yeah. Make yeah, me cry, make me cry in the first five minutes, or you're done. <laughs> well, I don't mean like. No, <laughs> make me no. all my eyes. Not like a little no. bitch. I just mean like me explore in depth. Make, <laughs> no, at least make me question my existence. The character within the first <laughs> many minutes. Yeah. But yeah, that's just my only point. Like Disney, like if you want to continue to pop out awesome Star Wars content, like lay off what's already you know we've talked about enough, and let's talk about some new stuff. Especially Absolutely. like the Mandalorian and everything like that. The scum and villainy side oh. of Star Wars in general, like you know they've. There's so much you could do. Get away from the Jedi for a while, and once again, this makes me sound hypocritical because I was just talking about my favorite thing about Star Wars is the Jedi. But like Jedi have been done, let's get away from the Jedi for a little while. You can come back to Jedi later. As a matter of fact, please do once it's you know a little bit fresh again. You know, but get away from the Jedi, get away from the Skywalkers, get away from that for a little while. Show me some other things that are going on in the Star Wars universe because that's what you did and you fucking nailed it. With the Absolutely. And the Mandalorian to me is the most like Star Wars, like the thing that's felt the most Star Wars to me since the original movies. Fuck like yeah. Mandalorian is, is so good and it doesn't try too hard. It, it mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest things that it, it has going oh. for it. Or, or the storytelling is so rich and the experiences are so genuine. The practical effects are fucking out landish amazing and it's a fucking and, tv show these are the tv shows that they're making us used to they're yes. making us used to these tv shows these other tv shows are fucked 
completely. Yes. <laughs> this is now the new bar. Step up or get the fuck out. <laughs> like, <laughs> looking at you, Brooklyn Nine Nine. No, I'm kidding. I love that. I joke. love Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> we all love Brooklyn Nine Nine. It was an obvious joke because we all love it so much. <laughs> no, no, I just you know, Terry um, loves yogurt. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Look, look, oh, you can shit. kill all three of us by just saying Terry loves yogurt. That, <laughs> that proves it. Oh, God. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, I want to see more of The Mandalorian and all of the things well, that it did so well and brought so well. And, and, and you know, the, you know, one interesting thing that I, I, there was a lot of theories and, and theory crafting that could be done about uh the mandalorian because it wasn't spoon feeding us the fucking story you know we were learning a lot of things yeah. and picking up as we went yeah. along and uh you know it to, i mean right now too. right yeah i mean there's there's so i don't even technically know where in the star wars timeline like dead set this is supposedly taking place obviously mm -hmm. it takes place after the clone wars mm -hmm. but like we've got these really influential imperial officers and stuff and but is like you know uh, is this before, gotta be before or like prior death star like you know like i would imagine so it looks like it's it definitely taking place in between empire. it's gonna right. be after the fall of empire but before the start of the first order right and they're talking about I, like you know a huge chunk of time that you could, it could oh be... yeah oh yeah hundreds of, of galactic years you know um <laughs> <laughs> in a galaxy far far away but you know that—that's the kind of stuff I, I will—I I would love to see and continue to see from them. Um, I mean, they produced that in, like you mentioned, like a TV show. It's ridiculous how good that is. The theory that I had surrounding it, um, I thought that they were going to make Mando, you know, become because I can't remember what he said his real name was, but um, it, it, I thought he was going to be like the initiator of like, cause you know, he was fighting, he hadn't got his brand. I thought he was going to be like the first fet, you know, that was my theory at the, you know, for a while watching that um, and watching his interactions with the other Mandalorians and, and things like that. But when they had him meet with the armor, you know, and, and uh, all of his interactions with her and, and getting his crest and things like that, I was like, I was like, oh damn. I mean, it was really cool what he ended That's up getting. That is the correct way to build lore. Like right. that is, they didn't do a whole bunch of previous like, oh, well, here's the Mandalorians and like they all have their own crest because blah, 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 blah. That was a good example of show, not tell. Like, right. you know, that is, Story that building. was amazing. Yes, agreed, uh, agreed. And then, um, you know, I, I don't know about thoughts or what the theory is on about like, you know, the child there is supposedly what I can't remember his name, but one of the primary writers or show producers is saying like, you know, debunking the whole like this is, you know, Yoda, although time, you know, timeline wise, it could, you know, technically fit because uh, and while the primary name of Yoda's species isn't regularly known or spoken across the galaxy, his species does live for like I think eight to nine hundred years as a typical lifespan, and so that's I mean, and that brings up another fantastic point. One of my favorite things about Star Wars. Sorry, I don't mean to rattle on, but my meds for the day are wearing off. <laughs> but uh, you can. I know it's it's just one of those things where, like, Star Wars has such an incredible wealth of interesting and really 
well thought out and well designed characters and within all of their alien species. And that's another thing, like to Rick's point a moment ago, I would love to explore more of. There's so many things, especially, you know, there's they have fleshed out some of these things in, you know, uh, the video games or, or comics or books. But now that a lot of that is no longer extremely accurate to what we know canonically, you know, I'd love to see representations or bringing that out, uh, fleshing it out. Wookiees, for instance, you know, with their life debts and, and their, you know, homeworld on Kashuk is like a jungle planet. Like people who just enjoy the movies or even the TV shows in some cases may not be aware or familiar with a lot of that. And, you know, Wookiees and, you know, life debts being such a big significant thing for them. And that's just one race out of, you know, thousands upon thousands that are really cool that they could do more with. I'd love to see more of those alien racers show up at Galaxy's Edge too. Like, uh, oh, yeah. works. like you know, they've got, you know, Kylo Ren and some First Order troopers and, you know, Ray and a couple, you know, a lot, uh, Rebel Alliance, you know, people running around, but like they're very sparse on the, you know, more alien looking characters. Um, and like, I imagine it's just because, you know, it's easier to throw somebody in a, in a, an alliance jacket and just be like, Hey, go play that character than it is to craft an entire, you know, alien head and makeup and stuff like that. They'd have to wear throughout the parks. But that being said, I know in a Disney park, they can do it. Um, and like, it's probably coming. I hope it's coming. Like, I hope they just didn't, they wanted to open the parks and like, you know, more will come. Like they always build on what they already have. Right. So hopefully, you know, more alien characters are coming. But, you know, I'd love to see more and more stuff. Like, I'd love to see Galaxy's Edge evolve as, like, not just TV shows and movies, but I'd love to see the park evolve and see what else they come along with in the future of the parks as well. I mean, that's a that's a legit thing. Uh, yeah, it's like, I know what I was originally asking, it was, you know, hey, what kind of shows or movies are we But that's legit, though. I mean, we want, that's a, that is part of the, star wars franchise and uh i would love yeah definitely i mean obviously i'm not someone that gets to go there every year you know living in ohio with you know not an expendable income of five thousand dollars yearly but i you know it's that's legit i mean they i mean they do it with like universal studios and the harry potter place you know they they put out all kinds of cool stuff there so yeah they got the money to do it that's fuck disneyland and disney world's gonna be the place to be here a a little while Oh yeah, the, the, I, there's a battle between those two parks that are coming, and the winner will be us. I mean, like you've got all the Galaxy's Edge and all the Marvel stuff coming from Disney. Right. Universal's getting a whole Super Mario. Um, yeah, it's already opening in Japan, and they're coming over to the states too. They're gonna have like a whole Super Mario World as part of their parks. Like, Thank you know, yeah, the, the, like I said, the, they're about to fight back and forth, like who has the cooler stuff, and like the winner will be us because we get to experience both of them oh yeah oh yeah definitely what about you what a future of star wars what are you looking forward to well i mean i kind of going along with uh brandon's idea like I, I like like gritty that's what i that was the word that kept running around in my head too but i would love love to see them and i know they talked about this at one point in time um i would love to see a kind of like a, a underworld not um, you know not like the vampires and werewolves but like you know sure. You know, you know, black market kind of dealings, uh, criminals and stuff. Let's put it on Coruscant and just do like just an underworld type thing. And we won't ever have to see a Jedi. We wouldn't ever have to see a Jedi. 
Mm -hmm. But we get to see the seedy underworld aspect of Star Wars, and that would be just be great. And I'm not even like a I love the villains kind of person, but this would be just great. Like even do it, the main character is like a, the Star Wars equivalent of a private eye or something, you know? Yeah. And it'd be so good. And you would never have to leave Coruscant because it's so big. You know what I'd love to oh see God, in a yeah. show like that even more than No Jedi? Hmm. I'd love to see a Jedi show up, like a Jedi apprentice or a Jedi master, doesn't matter. Like just a guy with a lightsaber show up and like just get completely put in his place. Like this is not your world. You know what I mean? Like he tries to speak <laughs> up about something and they just go, they just go like, shut the fuck up. Like, like I'm a smuggler here. I know what I'm doing. Sit back with your like <laughs> mystical religion and let me take care of this shit. And even then, like, better. Completely useless. Even better would be, would be like a, a master and the Padawan go down there and like someone bad mouths the master and the Padawan's like, no, 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 you don't talk to master so-and-so that way. He's like, no, 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 this isn't our world. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like the master just the, the, does kind of know what's going on and the fact that he doesn't know what's going, he knows what he doesn't know while like, <laughs> the apprentice doesn't know what he doesn't know. Right. Uh, That's oh, an important man, skill yeah. to have. Yes. Yeah, I would. I would. I'd like that even more than Jedi's not showing up at all. I'd love the show to acknowledge that, like Jedi's are not what's important here. Mm -hmm. mm. Not in this world. And I think they. I think they do have some reference to that a little bit in the Mandalorian as well. I mean, not to you know coddle the balls of of the Mandalorian, but it is such a fucking masterpiece anyway. You know, but it it's so good. But I mean, yeah, that's uh, it, it does a really good job of kind of setting that tone. And I mean, oh my, like just uh, one of my favorite episodes even was the whole like the the jailbreak scenario, you know, oh, where yeah, that goes, was good. And uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the droid, but it was voiced by Richard Ayoade. Oh yeah, yeah, an amazing British comedian. <laughs> and then and then Mr. Krabs was in there. That was just mm -hmm. great. And Bill fucking Burr was the main. <laughs> Oh, have that you was got the right way to do that. That was the right way. Fill it with comedians and let them just kind of do what they need to do, but like make them still be serious characters. That's, right. that's what the Mandalorian not taking itself so seriously. There are so many situations where it can 100% be taken seriously and they just throw it over their shoulder with a joke and they're just like, nope, we're not going to stop and take this seriously. Like we got, we got story to tell. Um, have you guys seen, have you ever guys ever seen Strangers with Candy? I have. It's been a long time Okay. Though. So the Candy, the lead actress, mm -hmm. she's in The Mandalorian. You're never going to recognize her because apparently in everything she's in, she looks completely different. She's the mechanic. <gasps> no shit. Yeah. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I'd have never figured that one out. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't. I was, I was looking at something and I saw something pop up and they were like, oh, so-and-so was in The Mandalorian. I'm like... Man, I must have missed her completely and looked it up. I was like, oh my God, she was like the center point of the whole fucking episode. How did I not see right? that? <laughs> it's easy to miss yeah, those man. things when you're enamored by those Mando, you know, plates. Beskar steel. Oh, yeah. What a good fucking, oh, now I can't even remember the, the term. Currency uh, or like form no, payment no, or. No, no, no. Well, that too. Oh my God, yes. It's a. Uh, it's more lore building and like they it's 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 <laughs> like well. okay oh my god what it, it the term for a thing in a movie that is what you were trying to get MacGuffin. oh yeah 
It was like the fucking MacGuffin of the show, and it got fulfilled in like the second episode. <laughs> yeah. Then it all just became about <gasps> the child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, don't get me wrong, can't rate, you can't hate on a, a baby. I mean, for lack of a better term, a baby Yoda. Because, again, like his, uh, you know, people give people shit for being like, you don't even, you just call him because you don't know what Yoda's race is. Like, first off, fuck you, quit hating. Second yeah, of all. It, it's like you know try and look it up on wikipedia i mean because it may have been mentioned somewhere but it's uh i mean i'm fans, pretty sure a lot of fans call this race the tridarian that's ah. never been officially stated but like right. they, call, they call them tridarians and like it's kind of dumb the reason why it's because the race has three fingers on each hand so try ah. so like tridarian right. um well i mean like you're gonna call them a a, a day a day Dagobonian just because he like chills and hermits on Dagobah like <laughs> so I mean I don't know but yeah that was a it was still like they that's how you do like they wanted to do Porgs or Jar Jar Binks and like you know relate it to no fuck that you story build and make you give a shit about like the Ugnaught and the child and that's you know that's true well done storytelling as opposed to like Jar Jar Binks, he's the fun-loving fuck-up. Like, oh, you so done messed up this time, Jar Jar. Oh, Sonosa. <laughs> Other people who have worked on Star Wars said that when George Lucas was making the original trilogy, there's a lot of things he wanted to do, and a lot of people told him no. They were like, that's dumb. That's never going to work in a movie. And so like, he got told no a lot making the original trilogy of Star Wars, and that's part of what made it good. And then, like, when it got to the prequels, nobody wanted to tell George Lucas no because they were like, that's fucking George Lucas. He made Star Wars. How can you dare tell him no? And so he got <laughs> to make the movie exactly the way he wanted to, and that's how you end up with things like Jar Jar Binks. That's fair. Yeah. Probably yeah. had a little bit to do with merchandising dollars, too, though, if oh, I yeah. had to recognize. That's also George Lucas, right? I mean, because, like, that's, that was his whole thing with Star Wars is he maintained the merchandising rights. Oh, man. So, can you imagine if, like, the fucking uh, Return of the Jedi came out now with Build-A-Bear? Oh, my God. <laughs> Ewoks for days. I think they've already made Ewok Build-A-Bears. I yeah, probably there would have been after. way more. There would have been so yeah, many yeah, Build-A-Bear skins. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It would have been mm. wicked. Oh, <laughs> wicked. I still fucking love Wicked, dude. Oh, something I fucking oh, found out today. That motherfucker oh, is in so many... Uh, Star Wars movies, but every single one of his characters' names start with a W. For real? <laughs> huh. That's Isn't cool. it crazy? Star Wars is filled with like stuff it. like that, though. Yeah. The... I know, like, just little, little, like, uh, nuggets of, like, oh, yeah. how about that? Nuggets. That's yeah, what Pete walks are. Little I mean, nuggets. We could have done an entire episode, <laughs> honestly, on other popular media making references to Star Wars. Like, we didn't oh, touch that. But oh, like yeah. Oh, yeah. so many people reference Star Wars, like like Final Fantasy having a character named Biggs and Wedge in like every single Final oh. Fantasy, like every single game. Uh, but yeah, like that could be an entire episode on its own. Yeah. But I think before we get too much into new things that we didn't cover, we covered the past of Star Wars, we covered the present of Star Wars, and we covered what we want to see out of the future of Star Wars. I think this is a good place to end this episode, unless there's any other burning desires of things you need to talk about. Hmm. Not that I can, you know, rightly come up with off the top of my head. Yeah, I think we uh, did a good job nerding the fuck out over this. Anywho, so I think <laughs> I think we did a pretty good job of covering the distant past, the present, and the hopeful future of the Star Wars universe. 
this was less a podcast than it was a self-pleasuring episode of Three Geek. I definitely had a lot of fun. I can't wait to talk about Star Wars again because it's going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed just listening to us geek out about stuff because that's pretty much what all future episodes are going to be. Um, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you'll tune in to future ones. You can reach us at castersguild at gmail.com. Please reach out with any uh, questions, anything you might want to say. We'll probably read your stuff on the cast. Also, we do have more social media coming out here very soon. We're all working on it right now, and hopefully you'll get to see us on you know Facebook and Instagram here really soon. Just check for uh, links in the description. Yep. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh, bye. I, didn't, I didn't use my guild decree. All right. Hey, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. <laughs> bye guys. Bye. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. I said bye last. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was your decree. You used it that on bye. It. The wise. <laughs> <laughs>